0: But we're here for a real education. The
1: musical. Welcome listeners to another episode of Real Education. The, the Musical! musical. That's glorious!
2: <laughs> we've <have a> fan.
1: <laughs> I think we've paid her to be here. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not going to comment on your relationship, Vinny, I'm just saying. So, uh, welcome listeners, I am one of your hosts, Wendy, joined as always by...
2: I'm Vinny. I'm Mike.
1: And this it's week a we me. are... its a me. I'm Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Definitely of the
3: three of us, I'm the one with the best name for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Um, so this week, listeners, we are going to do another movie that none of us have seen. Bum
2: bum bum bum
1: Now... Right. The track record on this is not, good. <laughs> not great.
2: Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Yeah. That's true. Have we only had the two? I keep forgetting.
3: Yeah. I'd, I'd, I had forgotten about Starstruck until you mentioned it. We just loved it like so much five that it's ago. like I feel like
1: Yeah, because we love Starstruck, but it's always fair weather was not there were beloved.
2: It's like. there were moments. There
3: were things that we liked. It if we had lost the episode, I may not. Want to? I would probably rewatch it. It wouldn't be like another movie that we <laughs> lost the episode for yeah. and went. But do we really need to see that again? And all three of us were like, Ah, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We're good on the showboat.
1: We're good on the showboat, which which ties into I, like if we had never seen it, I would still insist on you guys seeing it because it's a touchstone. Mm-hmm. It's like you know you should see it once, but it's not good. Um, it's but that character. was that showboat. So I'm going to be hopeful about this, which
3: ties into Ziegfeld.
1: It does tie into Ziegfeld because the <laughs> director a lot of, of... others. Oh uh, Yeah, everything. Boy. By
2: the way, we're watching Ziegfeld Follies. It's by yeah. the way, <laughs> BT Dubs. We haven't actually said that out loud yet.
1: <laughs> BT Dubs. And Ziegfeld Follies looks to be like the the six degrees of separation touchstone for the yeah. for the MGM slash uh, Freed unit musical, musical, picture, shoe. Um, everybody's in it. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Everybody's in it. It's like, like the I The only thing
3: we really know about it is that it has everyone.
2: <laughs> Every time we went into yeah to look up who was in what, it just they're always it always ties back to here.
1: Like and they were in Ziegfeld Follies, and yeah. they were in Ziegfeld Follies. It's gotten to the point where I would be surprised if the star of Starstruck wasn't in Ziegfeld Follies <laughs> somehow. Somehow, like magically, or they're the,
3: like the the kid Angus. <laughs> Angus. Angus, that was his name. I was like, what is what is
2: that guy's name? He's <laughs> great.
1: So um what we know what do you guys know about this movie or the Ziegfeld follies?
2: I mean, other than that it we keeps popping up and we've never seen it very very little. I know we've talked about it in bits and pieces, but I cheated and Googled who Ziegfeld was.
0: <laughs> okay, so you had to
1: Google who Ziegfeld yeah. was. What did you find out?
3: Uh he was a like well. So I said Showboat. He produced Showboat. Uh, not the movie, like the original stage thing. Um, and he did, he was like a producer and did like made like a bunch of famous shit. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> He's he, kind he, of like the name in like early Broadway stuff. Basically.
1: Yes, in early, early Broadway. Yeah, like yeah. Turn of the century um, era before Broadway was doing actual musicals and it was still kind of doing kind of vaudeville, kind yeah, of, kind of that weird transition, reviews, etc. Yeah. Et so the follies, he would put on a folly every year. He would put on a follies every year and it would run for some amount of months. Um, and it was just much like uh, in white Christmas where they're just, grabbing acts and shoving them into their musical mm-hmm. show it was a lot like that so he would whoever was the most like popular performers he would just say come why don't you be a part of my follies and and he had an eye for talent that's what i read is that he had an eye for talent and he could spot somebody who'd be talented so like fanny bryce and a bunch of others i know about zigfeld because i did the musical funny girl and oh yeah which is the story of fanny bryce so I learned about Ziegfeld just because I was doing that show, and it was just part of, like, learn some stuff. By the way, the cat's going to eat your cinnamon roll now.
0: That's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Zutalo, I have missed one.
1: You should have seen me really in don't... space, though. She looked up like... You're not even going to fucking let me have this treat, are you? I
3: really hope the mic picked up Jenny going,
1: that's not good for you. <laughs> I do love that you cared more about my cat than your food, because honestly I cared more about the cinnamon roll in that situation. Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, I do, I, I of course did some research today, and I found out a fact that I'm not going to tell you guys, because I want you to find it out for yourselves, And I've, but it has made me excited. So uh, We
3: know it has a shitload of people in it.
1: Yeah, and it has... Like it Judy does, Garland is in oh, it? Oh, Judy Garland. F- Seriously. Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball, like, Cinturice, Catherine Cinturice. Grayson,
3: mm-hmm.
1: who we saw in Taming of the Shrew. And, and not M-
3: Ann Miller. Miller. It's the other Miller. <laughs> is there a guy named Miller that's in it? That we've seen I'm in something seeing.
1: else? Keenan Wynn's in it.
3: Kenan Wynn.
1: Um, There's I'm definitely
3: a- somebody Miller that w- I was like, I wish it was Ann Miller. <laughs> <laughs> that would be
1: great. Um, William Powell. Is in it and plays the great Ziegfeld. Uh, plays, uh, pardon me, Flo, Florin Ziegfeld, the, Z- the Ziegfeld of the Follies. Because he's actually reprising. They did a movie version of Ziegfeld's life like a decade before. And William Powell, I think, was nominated for an Oscar for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And
1: so he's rep- kind of reprising his role. And William Powell, of course, is the thin man. Of course. Have you never seen the Thin Man movies? Mm-mm. <gasps> no. We need to... I
0: have f- not. Can you imagine that?
1: Oh, my God, guys, we need to fix that. They're not musicals, but they're great. <laughs> they're one of my favorites. Eee, you okay.
3: said the Thin Man, but for some reason the Tall Man popped from Phantasm <laughs> popped into my head. And I was like, I don't think that's right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> from Phantasm. Oh, oh yeah. sweet baby giraffes. Ugh. Um no. I love phantasm. <laughs> yes.
3: Well, one of them. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, um, yeah. they made. Unfortunately, they made four more.
1: Yeah, they did, and I watched more of them than I should have because Joe Bob Briggs did a marathon of them, and I watched them. That was something <laughs> I chose movies. to yeah. do. So, uh, but now hey, we
2: choose to watch this
1: now movie. Now we're going to watch the Zigfeld Follies, the one which with all is the people. it is a freed unit film. So um, so the famous MGM musical crew were behind it all. So uh, hopefully, if nothing else, it'll look good. Right? Right.
2: Fingers crossed.
1: Fingers crossed. All right. We'll see you after the jump.
0: Ziegfeld Follies marks the beginning of a startling new era in the world of entertainment. For Ziegfeld Follies' is music and magic, laughter, romance and America's most beautiful girls. The Ziegfeld Follies is big beyond all comparison. Spectacular beyond your most fantastic dreams. It is entertainment unequaled in the history of motion pictures, bringing to this theater the greatest assemblage of celebrated talent ever to appear in one show on stage or screen. Here's to the beautiful lady. Cheers to those wonderful girls, Adels and Mollies, Luciles and Pollys. You'll find them all in the Zeke Bell Valley. We'll <speaking> be rockin' 'til six one forty-one. Come out and cram it hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Folks, what's new? For pity's sake, pay the two dollars. And Guys, we're back
1: that <laughs> that was uh, that was
3: Zigfield Follies. That was a movie.
1: Was it, it though? It was. A, it, it was, was a,
3: something. It was a thing they decided to film for some fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know what it felt like, and I realized this uh, in the next to last bit. Oh,
0: sorry.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> No, it felt like a...
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, Vinny gets a moment to be funny right there. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
3: So bad. I mean, obviously because it came from the vaudeville stuff and all that, but it did feel like one of those Night of Too Many Stars kind of live TV event type things. I can see that, yeah. Like... The stuff with, uh, granted, the, we'll get to how great the Gene and Fred stuff is, but where they're kind of bantering before they do their... That felt like, on live TV, this would have fucking killed, right? Yeah.
2: And Maybe with an audience? Maybe yeah. like, you uh, know, yeah, like a live show or something?
3: Like, and, then, and
1: that's the thing, like... Uh, So, listeners, there's no fucking plot at all. None. none. There's
3: a very weak frame story.
1: But it's not even a frame because a frame has an end. Oh, you're right. They don't
3: come back to it. (laughs) They don't
1: come back to it. It's just William Powell is in heaven pretending he's the great Ziegfeld. And like, you know what I miss? I miss my shows. Wouldn't it be great if we could put one on now? And then they do. Um, But it's film instead of stage. And so it's just a series of numbers, and then comedy bits and but vignettes done on
2: stages in very elaborate ways for yeah. film.
1: Yeah, they're they are they built these elaborate sets, and then filmed on them.
3: So and it does feel
1: very staged.
2: They
3: also don't,
1: except that they're staging it for the camera, so it's not really a stage production. You were saying
3: there's also really really great stuff in the sets that you just don't see because.
1: Like like when we watch oh, King and I and you're like, could you just stop and show me what the yeah, fuck well, is happening Also, zoom like
3: out and hold. they the camera work in this was really fucking frustrating yeah. at times uh, because it's like, oh, can I say, oh, I got like a little glimpse of this one thing and then now it's out of frame or like the and the Judy Garland number, mm-hmm. uh, there's the one guy who like flips in the doorway and yep. you're like, cool, I got to see his feet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, it's, it's a like, mid-shot mid like, Above his waist, yeah, so It's when a torso he flips. up, and you can see he's doing some sort of movement with his feet, just by the way he's wiggling. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he bends over, out of frame, and then you see his feet fly around. You're like, oh, he just did a walkover. Why Wish fa- I could have seen it. Yeah. The, That'd have be been great. Why the fuck did you frame it like that? That's so bizarre. Why wasn't
3: this, like, a mid-shot or a wide shot? Like, let me see what's happening here. Yeah, it's... Uh, I will say the one time that I, it had a really, really good reveal, though, with the camera was um, in the first number with Lucille Ball.
1: And yeah. then the carousel.
3: And, and then the, yeah, before we know that it's Lucille Ball, because uh, it's, oh, it's Fred Astaire singing the something about women. Something and about girl girls. I don't know. And then all the girls come out and then all of a sudden the carousel is revealed, and I was like, guys, that was there the whole time. <laughs> it
1: was. It was just covered up with a curtain. It was crazy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and we never noticed.
1: Oh, um, that's so great. like so that's what's weird. And then like the one set for the Fred number where he where he's dancing with um th- Lucille Bremer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. the
1: thief. The stage was done
2: well for that
3: one. And too. they
1: close they close that one set and you're like, and they you dance didn't around even realize
3: in... wasn't going to be the main set. Yeah. Yeah. And then they <laughs>
1: dance around all in front of it. And it's huge in front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, God, this has been going on long enough. Hey, guys, remember it, that thing in the back when that was where the scene was? And weird, right? Um, yeah, guys. <laughs> so.
2: We said it in what, like a third of the way in, is like, maybe there's a reason we haven't seen these that no one's
1: still no one's talking about? We need to stop about? getting <sighs> excited about, like, classic musicals that we've never seen because we've never heard of them because there might be a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> but to go way, way back, yeah, the all the comedy bits, like, everything is I very presentational, like it's for a stage show... And yeah, it would have been better with an audience. Yeah. It would have been better if somebody was responding. Do you remember when they started doing the live TV musicals, just like what five five or so years ago and they started doing the live TV musicals on broadcast TV. Yeah, yeah. And when they first True. started doing them, they didn't really work because there was no audience. And it really became like the first ones were just Awful to begin with. They were so clunky and weird. Sure, but right. The Wiz was actually really good. It was doing good things. And that's the one where it became painfully obvious. Do you know why this isn't working? Because there's nobody laughing at the jokes. Yeah, and yeah. there's nobody applauding when the numbers finish.
3: I haven't seen it, but I heard the Jesus Christ Superstar one was just like I, yeah, amazing. That's what I heard as well. Th-
1: I don't remember if it was the next one. I think it was, but shortly it was- thereafter, they did Greece. And they did that one with an audience, and suddenly it worked. And that, so... I thought
3: they did Grease before The Wiz. No. Yeah?
1: Oh, no. Okay. Um, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but the point is, if you're going to do these comedy bits and that have been developed on stage...
2: I mean, yeah. I have a hard time seeing how they would have been... Some of them would have been bad, either. regardless. But,
3: I well, think. I mean,
1: number one, these are... These are comedy from a different era, so right. it's not going to play. But it's also comedy that has been specifically developed on stage to those rhythms, and now all you're doing is filming it. It's not funny.
3: That phone bit would have been rough regardless. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, that
1: said, that Skeleton going, Spoof! is funny, no matter what. I'm sorry, I giggle at that. that.
2: Of all of them, I feel like that was the one that he was had the funniest, the strongest for, for sure. Um...
1: Oh, except that Judy Garland was very funny in her bit. She was,
3: yes. I was trying but to she's figure because so. all of the other ones are all of the other segments are very clearly um, one or the other: music or comedy. And hers <laughs> was kind of a blend of both. So hers was weird. Um, she's also playing a very um, Kath- Catherine Hepburny type. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, she's very, very funny. I liked that bit a lot. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get at least one bright spot here at the end. And then it got better
2: after that.
0: Luckily, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, And then it kind we of did pick up one.
1: steam because we did, yeah, because we did Interview, which was Judy Garland, then, uh, Babbitt and the Bromide, which is Gene Kelly and Fred mm-hmm. Astaire, and then Beauty with Katherine Grayson, which was...
3: In Centuries.
1: In yeah. Centuries, <laughs> and the Bubbles, and, uh... Which
3: was originally supposed to have Fred Astaire and, um...
1: Yes, the the tenor.
3: Uh, well, someone else was supposed to sing it,
1: uh-huh. but
3: uh, what's her name? Lucille Brimmer was supposed to come back, and Fred Astaire and Lucille Brimmer and Sid Charisse and the tenor guy were all supposed to dance. Uh, for The full number was, suppo- it was supposed to be all in the bubbles, and then that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because...
3: Uh, because the bubble machine uh, malfunctioned and basically sprayed bubbles all down the hallway of like this sound stage and like ruined the sound stage.
1: <laughs> yeah, till like nice. there was an environmental disaster. Yes, things was been ruining bubbles. lives forever. And it was bubbles. Also, apparently, the bubbles themselves, the chemical they were using to make them, was releasing all this gas and these fumes that caused the camera operator, the The DP, I guess, but so Vincent Minnelli is up on a crane directing it with his camera operator and the camera operator starts to faint and fall off the crane and so he's having to catch him and hold on to him so he doesn't plunge to his doom. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, so what you get is like, now those first shots are amazing. Like when she's dancing through those towers of bubbles, that's so cool. Right. But I also kinda of love knowing that it was just I love And
3: they were like, Oh, now we gotta to go to this other thing because that's this, all the footage we
1: have. There's this residue of bubbles around oh, yeah, my, you can tell. Like this yeah, is yeah, enough yeah. to tie it that together. Coming out. Right. <laughs> yeah, that shit's never coming out. Yet. I'm picturing like the blob, only it's bubbles. Right. And it just keeps going after people. <laughs> And they're just like, the bubbles! And people are running away screaming, the bubbles! And somebody faints and collapses. And then they're like, no, don't go back for him. Save yourself! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had read about the bubbles. And so when they finally happened, I'm like, oh, it's the bubbles, guys! It's the bubbles! Um, of course, also, I read that, so it's Catherine Grayson singing that. It was supposed to be the operatic tenor we got in the earlier. Yes. Thing, yeah thing, yeah, yeah. singing it, but
2: I forgot about that one.
1: Yeah, things changed around. So then it was Catherine Grayson, and at the very, 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 very end, the very last note of the entire movie, she goes up to a high B flat, and it's dubbed by someone else because Catherine Grayson couldn't get the note. I feel bad I mean, for you. But... I couldn't hit that note either. So <laughs> back in the day, I could. <laughs> yeah. Heyo, um, I had a high C. Back in the day. It's a note that it like you take a pride in hitting the note, but there the reality of that note is it's not pretty. It's so high. But you got there. It's so high that it overwhelms yeah. anything else that's happening. The only time it ever that I ever remember it seeming to work was weirdly in the music man. I was in the chorus. A what? And music man? He's a music man. Right. He's a fake, and he doesn't know the territory. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a fake, and he doesn't know the territory. Um, during the Wells Fargo Wagon sequence, when the whole the whole chorus is on stage, and I was just, oh, the Wells Fargo Wagon, and there's this sort of, ah, behind. Well, it's this full chord, and so they picked one person, me, to sing the high C, and just one person holding it over everything. One person and a crowd of 40 choir that's about the right blend for that fucking note. Right.
2: Proportional. Proportionally.
1: You're just like, oh, that's pleasant. Oh, it's... Easy. Oh, and it's like, as opposed to other times where you're just like, Jesus, why are you doing that? Make it stop. Or it's the fucking magic flute. Anyway, but um. I digress, as I so often do. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera it's so, okay, this whole movie was a digression.
3: Yeah, this yeah all over I the don't parts. know what the best way to cover this is. I mean, maybe just from the beginning? Uh, maybe just from the beginning. Um, one well, thing we
1: started at the end.
3: <laughs> before, yeah, uh, between where, it's while Ziegfeld, I guess, is doing his little speech at the beginning. They cut to this animated puppet oh, yeah, sequence. Yeah. Oh, wait, right. I'm
1: going to back us up to the overture.
3: Yeah. All right. oh, yeah. And we're let's, listening let's to the there. Overture. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and mm. we're just chatting and the music's playing and suddenly there's a...
3: There's one music cue. That, there's a
1: ching-a-ling-a-ling. That's a good that's way to put it. Very um
2: It stopped all of us in our st- tracks. All of us kind of went like, do you think that's
3: going to be a good thing or m- <laughs> maybe we're going to see some racist shit? What Mike
1: said was... Is something racist gonna happen? Because it was stereotypical Chinese music and yep, it's nineteen forty-five. So yeah, you know what? That's something gonna happen. racist is gonna happen. And
2: boy did it.
3: <laughs> Weirdly
1: a little foreshadowing to set yourself so you could prepare. Maybe it was a good idea. So yay to the overture. Yeah. But then yeah, so then it opens and first it's flies by Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> oh, that's and right. then yeah. it
1: flies by P.T. Barnum, and it settles on Florence Ziegfeld, and I'm like, "Whoa, wait, what? We're gonna—that's the progression." Gonna Name
2: drop both of those, yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare,
1: P.T. Barnum,
2: and then have the audacity, Ziegfeld, to compare yourself.
1: But it is William Powell, and I do love him.
2: I and mean, in what little you get of him, he was great. Ha ha! Toys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But then, yeah, so then he's up there talking, and then we get that weird...
2: He's, I
3: guess, it's like the history... It's supposed to be like a quick sort of history sort of thing of his theater and of Broadway when he first founded and all this. And it's all puppets, and we're like, oh, cool, it's like, stop. They're doing a stop motion thing. Then there's like these women puppet, like chorus girl dancers, which are the creepiest puppets. Um, it's cool when they show them from, like, the waist down and it's just the legs. I was like, oh, this animation's pretty cool. Then they go back up and they have these long like
1: neck necks and, and
2: giant heads.
3: Yeah,
1: the proportions are so off that you're like, this is nightmare fuel.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, bad trip waiting to happen. Oh, like. God,
1: like, I am so glad we did not have
2: any. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anything like that. Not that we've ever watched a movie like that, but I certainly wouldn't after that.
2: Right.
3: No. Uh, then he goes, starts talking about the acts that he had. And the first one you get is a <laughs> puppet of Fanny Bryce as a Native oh, yeah. American.
1: Oh, yeah. So he's reminiscing about the acts, and so we get Fanny Bryce as an Indian. And then next up is...
2: There's one in well, between, then there's the right? Cowboy.
3: There's, yes, there's yeah. G- uh, um,
1: Will Rogers.
2: Will
3: Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Gene Autry, but
1: it was Will Rogers. Same idea. <laughs> like, oh, and I had and Will a, Rogers. And the, the then... third one
2: also was. Were there only three? I feel like there was another one that was less bad in there.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Because I don't the remember. Because one. The All I
2: remember is the next one.
1: The final one is Eddie Cantor and blackface it's a blackface puppet oh my
2: god yeah. and that was also the longest bit of uh, yes this it was like the other one's got like one or two lines and he got the whole song
1: oh god so i had forgotten that i had managed even though i wrote it down was like just no
3: it's also really it's weird cuz the song doesn't sound
1: no, it's the Mammy. Yeah. Rah, rah, rah. It's that, not the false dialect. The
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was, the song itself, it's like, if it wasn't done with blackface, you'd kind of just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, like, he's why just why singing were you a number. Fucking, why were you yeah. fucking blackface? Exactly. no relevance. Why did
1: you have to do that to sing that song? I yeah, don't yeah. understand. <laughs> now, that said, have you ever fucking watched some Al Jolson shit? It will mess you up. Have you ever seen Wonder Bar? I could probably find Wonder Bar. We should watch Wonder Bar. That's a Busby sure. Berkeley with Al Jolson, pre-code. It's crazy pants, y'all. It's All crazy pants. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna dig that up for you. We're gonna, we're gonna do that at some point.
3: Yeah.
1: Add that to the Stay add list. Um, so hmm.
3: yeah, so then it cuts back to uh, oh boy. Uh, to Ziegfeld, and he's like, "I we should. I wish I could do one more folly. Who who would start things?" And then he's like, "Fred would." And so then, my it, good before, friend
1: Fred is staring. I get wonder what he'd say about
2: me. The uh, Ziegfeld's opening. Yeah, yeah, he sits down to write in his <laughs> journal. <laughs> this is the very first thing <laughs> before yeah before the puppet sequence or anything. He sits down and like very overacted like.
1: Very, with a flourish. Writes in his journal
2: with a flourish. But he literally is like, and he's narr- you know, narrating it while he's writing. And he just says the date, which I don't remember. And then he says, today was a wonderful day. And then he gets up and walks away. <laughs> well,
1: that was his journaling. A deep. heavenly day. A
2: heavenly day. Because all Whatever days much. are
1: heavenly in heaven. So yeah, so apparently every day he sits down and writes I just love the,
2: the, yeah, that, yeah, that's his writes routine. Writes <laughs> page, Each page is nothing. But today was a heavenly day. And then.
1: Which is weird because I feel like his day is starting. Right. Didn't you feel like that? I don't know. Well, who it can tell? Like, is it night? Is it day? It's no heaven.
3: idea. Uh and the whole thing well, first, is like I don't know.
2: It's just A such th- an interesting like roller coaster of, like the whole movie was, but particularly like after the first number, all of us were like, I think we're gonna really like this. <laughs> yeah, In yeah, this yeah. I, I literally said that <laughs> that's, that's at what one I point. Mean. Uh, was old, you was, in a minute was, in the Lucille Ball part. Lucille Ball had a whip and then there were cat ladies. So we're that like, was when okay, I was I like, guys, it. I think we're going <laughs> to like
3: this. Yeah,
1: there was, that op- that first number was, it just kept it's getting great. bigger and weirder and more amazing looking. Yeah. And it was like, so, fuck yeah. It's
3: kind of an interesting way to start because you get Fred Astaire and he doesn't really dance.
1: No, he sings. It's
3: him singing. Almost, like Almost
2: stationary. Which is like, I'm
3: like, not really what you're here for right yeah. something about
1: beautiful girls except remember that Irving Berlin thought he was the best singer he'd ever That's worked true. with because he couldn't inter- he liked the way he interpreted music so he's singing something about beautiful girls and then he backs up and as he's singing this parade of girls go by and they're older because the trivia I found out is those first women that go by are actual Ziegfeld girls women who had been in an actual Ziegfeld Follies production. and They parade
3: by, then the real dancer comes out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but let's talk about what they're wearing, because they're in these pink sort of drapey things. Airtay did a lot of the costume design for the original stage productions of the Follies, BT-Dubs, which, can you imagine what that looked like? Um, So they've got these sort of drapey pink things, and then they've got these silver top hats, little, not totally tiny, but they're smallish, with these... Floofs of pink feathers just like dripping three off. Three times. It. And it's really, of that. Yeah. it's
3: really cool because then um, when Sid Charisse comes out and dances, um, is it
1: when?
3: No, they're doing it around Fred, I think, where they're doing the no, circles. It's around Sid. Is it around Sid? Yeah. So they have two circles and like the inner circle will like bend back and the outer circle will bend in. And so you just get the, the really the cool floofs. effect of the floofs like going back and forth. And I was like, this looks cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I had a moment when she came dancing out past Fred, because that's where they sort of hand it off. He stopped singing, and he exits, and Sid comes in. Mm-hmm. That I was like, hey, guys, you're going to work with each other in about a decade on the bandwagon. <laughs> <Right>. Say hi. <laughs> um, and this was, I think, it, I'm pretty sure if I've got this right, that this was the first um, MGM musical for Sid. She'd been contracted by Warner Brothers. Hadn't really done much. She came on to this. Louis B. Mayer loved her. Um, he liked the fact that she looked like Ava Gardner. Like that was, he just liked the way she looked. And, uh, Louis B. Mayer was like, I like her. Can I have her? Can I buy out her contract? I want to put her on a seven year contract. And Warners was like, I'm not sure.
3: Bit bit, putting it together.
1: <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what happened there. And cause she, yes, this must've been because she was still dancing at Warners under her original name, which was Lily what was it like tumblat tum tum tumlin that's I mean,
3: crazy <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: but and then they she went over to MJ and became Sid sitchries anyway
2: what worked
0: out for her
1: so yeah she's doing her ballet point work yes she's full on ballet through this whole thing and yeah and the girls are fl- with their floofs and you're just like oh this is amazing oh and then they back up pull a curtain aside And there's a gigantic carousel with like
3: real horses.
1: (laughs) Yes, because the horse that Lucille Ball is riding is silver. Yeah, is the Lone Ranger's horse Silver? I oh wow. Was like what? I I was reading some trivia. That's awesome. Yeah, Um, and she looks amazing, and she's in and all these pink gowns go by with the the, most amazing pink floof head. So we already
3: had the 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 pink floof we got from the first dancers was pretty much just like a single plume.
1: Well, it was and a then, cascade of plumes sort of up and over one shoulder. Yeah. And sort of stopping the right, shoulder. Right, but level.
3: not... It still just they goes, all, like, up. It's like one thing that's kind of up and back. It's not like this. One, like, okay. oh, yeah, we're, all of them had the same style. Yeah, also and, that. Were, then yeah.
1: all of these dresses come by, and they're all different. And they're amazing, and I wish we could have seen all of them. In for the people, for clothes. the
3: carousel. Yeah. Right. Yes.
1: And, like, and they've got these full-on... Folly girl headdresses on, where they've got like a little, basically a vase on their head with a cascade of floof coming out of yes. it to each side, and like increasingly and going,
2: more extravagant, and
1: going down all the way down, as yeah. far down, probably like to the ground. You can't tell; we don't get right. to see that far. But they're amazing, and I would uh, want another just to walk around the, the
2: house, the stage, like the the cameras i mean because they pass by once you're like wow that's amazing and then you don't see most of them
1: ever again ever
2: again Mm -hmm. you get one shot and then and then lucy ball which is great but
1: you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna give props to singing in the rain because when they do their big um fashion show number you actually get to fucking see all the fashions whereas in this i'm like what is that i want to see oh it's gone never to be seen again never again Ever. And then Lucille Ball comes out and she looks amazing and she's very stern and regal with her face. <laughs> yeah. Did we all notice that? Mm-hmm. And she she sort of comes out and she she doesn't really dance, she just sort of swoops. Right. She sort of swoops around with that amazing cape, and then they hand then her
3: a whip off
1: a, the... a she, whip. She
3: she undoes the cape. Yep. Uh and they pull it off and she gets Knowing this... that someone's gonna catch it behind her. And, and the, yeah, and then long. they give her this whip and, and then... we're
1: all just like what? what?
3: And then everything has been kind of white and pink Mm -hmm. uh, for for the set, and then all of a sudden it's.
1: She just walks over to a different part we haven't seen yet, and it's
2: just. But it seemed like it was back to towards the like you know where the original like where it first panned from.
1: No, no, like geographically in my head, I could tell. Oh, we're going over here to this side of the set we haven't seen yet, and
2: so it's dark. It's
3: like backlit. Um, with like yellows and reds, and it's uh, these like women in cat, they're not like cat suits, they're like dresses.
1: They're cat evening gowns. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> they're weird. The whole back is cut out of them.
1: And they, they're they sort very, of, yeah. They're,
3: and they, they're, they're, they even come up like here some. It's well, really it's, weird the way it's, it's
1: it. sort of a reverse halter in that they're co- totally covered on the top, but then it goes down into a point in the front. And connects like basically at the belly button with the skirt. And so there's just this one connect point and then the skirt from there falls away down around the hips and the back to where it's mostly backless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's this black, sparkly stuff. And they've got little cat esque ear things on, if I remember right. Yes. And they've got long fake nails. And she's
2: long, <laughs> yeah. very long.
1: And, and Lucille Ball and they're dancing around Lucille Ball and she's just waving the whip at them and they're pretending to be tamed. And it's all very strange. I'm not sure if it was entertaining, but I was I very captivated. I was like, what
2: is that? Was what sold like, all of us were like, hell yes. <laughs> I'm so ready for this movie.
1: This is bonkers. I love it. And then they go back to the carousel and it was, and oh my God. And the whole. Every part of this movie looks great.
2: It really does, I, especially yeah, the
1: production numbers. The sets are fucking lavish and insane, and they're elaborate, and the scenic design and the costumes. Everything is fucking gorgeous.
2: I mean, even even the comedy bits. Like, I love the minimal style and like the way that they were set, like they were staged. Mm-hmm. It just the content of them was. That no, was terrible. Yes. But what comes but up next yeah. is
1: yeah, the Keenan
2: Wynn bit.
1: Yeah, like literally we start so strong and then we get the worst of the comedy bits. For sure. Oh, yeah, for absolutely. sure. And it's Keenan Wynn and I like him, but it's this... I'm trying to dial a number on the phone bit, which Would probably you? played literally a hundred years ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because this... Like the whole bit, listeners, is we're still at the time where you pick up the phone and you have to tell the operator the number you want and the operator would dial the number for you and make the connection for you. So he keeps saying the number he wants and she keeps not giving it to him. That's kind of the whole bit.
3: And then someone else comes up and gives less information to the operator and gets through to the person. And that happens twice. And then it's just, the problem isn't that like there's not anything that, that could be funny there. It's that it goes on. So yeah, long it Each one of the comedy th-
2: bits, three cycles, like, just
3: keeps going, and you're like, yeah, 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 I get the joke now. We can be done, and then you're like, fuck, we're not even halfway done, are we? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I mean, remember, comedy, comedy is really Tragedy limited time. <laughs> <laughs> and well,
3: this is well, fucking what tragic.
1: <laughs> it's really limited. Comedy only works in its own context, and. Comedy now builds on the comedy before. Yeah. So when you go back to comedy that's literally 100 years old, because these bits were all done 20 years prior to when they filmed them. Right, right. So that would have been like 1924, literally 100 years ago. Uh, Like the pacing, the structure, the length, all of it doesn't work for us now at all.
0: Yeah.
1: At all. And Because it's not even like, oh, smile, I can tell that oh, it's funny. It's just like, was this ever going to be funny? What yeah. is happening? But uh, he eats the phone at
3: the end. What
1: the hell? It's so odd.
3: I do like the idea of eating things that make you mad. It's <laughs> <laughs> so mad you just bite into a phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do with my feelings.
1: Eat your feelings.
3: Um,
1: and, then, and then we get the weird, you'd forgotten. Well, now we're just going to have an opera aria. Totally with just these
2: weird butterfly dresses and wine glasses full of pudding.
1: <laughs> and well and also the staging, do we remember? Because these women are in these fulling hoop gowns. This
2: amazing butterfly. That Amazing might not be the right word. Well, but.
1: and her butterfly headdress that just literally looks like the butterfly <laughs> yeah. is fucking dying on her head. Yeah, right. But then the choreography, on, on they're head. sort of I think they're meant to be looking like they're lightly skipping, but with the hoops. What really comes across is they're sort of—it's
2: all blocky, almost. They're sort of
1: hunching, like yeah, yeah, like like they're trying to scrape something off. The
2: hoop was so structured that it doesn't flow the way it should if they're moving that way, and so it just kind of looks really jerky. And it's all
3: shot from like kind of a weird elevated angle too. Like the whole thing is just very disorienting. Yeah,
1: and like, and I feel like. Am I supposed to know why they're wearing those wackety
2: costumes? <laughs>
3: I feel Am like I that supposed to lot. know this
1: I art think I was
0: still well, on... Well, I mean, the
1: art, you would recognize the yeah, piece yeah, of music. Absolutely. It's La Traviata. Right. Um, but I don't know the story of the opera at all to be like, right. is is there an insect theme that I'm unaware of?
2: Well, not, I feel like that kind of happened to us multiple times where it was like there's clearly a theme in the design of like of each section, but it's not explained like...
1: Other than like the the art designer was like, I've got an idea.
2: Yeah. Bubbles. <laughs> uh,
1: Bubbles. Bubbles.
3: What was I going to say about that? Oh, I was still kind oh. of on board with this. I was like, okay, they're just going to dance and they have these weird costumes on and maybe that will be enough to get us through the movie. Like, this is still fine. Everything's okay. We had one bum number. Well, and, um, the, and the comedy, the, you know, the...
1: Well, no, but at the Traviata, we'd only had the one. We'd only like, had the okay. one bad
3: yeah, 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 I thing at this point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. um, then I think after this is when we get the swimming bit, right? Yeah. Don't we get that between that and the $2? Yeah. 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 So we get this weird swimming number. It's um,
1: Esther Williams doing a water ballet where literally she's just swimming and, and then doing uh, circles.
3: Like in somersaults the
2: water. and
1: water. Yeah. In the water. like a couple of backlifts and, and then
2: some posing.
1: Uh, it's really odd.
3: It is odd. We did notice that there, the takes are really long, so she's clearly holding her breath forever, um, which and is I mean, impressive. And she looks
2: good doing it, like. It, but like she's not doing anything. You kind of
3: just go like, yeah, I got it, after the first 30 seconds. But then it
2: goes on for like five minutes.
3: Yeah.
1: I actually was pleased it was as short as it was. I, was worried I agree. Was I did think it was
3: wondering. going to be agree, much
0: longer.
1: <laughs> I was worried. I'm like... because. What was funny is I'm like, oh yeah, an Esther Williams number and then I watching it I realized most of the time when you get an Esther Williams number, it's one of the big production numbers with lots of synchronized swimming and her diving off of something huge and and this is just no, I'm gonna swim just her by herself circles in the water and smile. Okay. You're lovely. How does one become a swimming star? Like that is the real question though, isn't it? Like, I well, was swimming at, like, at the I, Y and they saw me and went, you know what?
2: And like, especially at that level where she's, like, so famous for it that it's literally just her, like, posing in the water. Like, not, like, a big yeah. produced number with, like, the synchronized swimmers and anything I, else. I think it's hard for us to imagine
3: how that sort of thing happens because it's not a thing we have anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like...
1: Like, she was probably doing some sort of contest. There
3: has to be. And made it. But I just can't even imagine what that route is because I just can't imagine that sort of star. It would be like if you tried to explain to them, to someone from that time period, who, like, the Jersey Shore people are. And they would be like, well, how how do you become one of those people? How
1: do you become famous for tanning and laundry? For being just an
3: asshole. (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, it, it, it's so stuck to its own unique time period that yeah, it, just, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> yeah, but Not I mean, like, that I, I really understand
3: see, the Jersey Shore people either, but that, that's but a whole other thing. I can understand how you could
1: break into the business because, like, if you're a dancer, they see you at a nightclub. Right. How do you see somebody doing a swimming act and be like, you, I want to hire you? How do you, like,
3: and it's not like it's an act that travels well.
1: Exactly. You know,
2: it's not like you just
3: bring tub a... tub will just,
1: travel. Just
2: anywhere you go, you just keep carrying around, yeah. just like a Diving tank.
1: I, I hate I hate to say this, but your water bill this month's going to be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so then the next... So after Esther Williams, who smiles beautifully, and she is very lovely. She's yes. very
0: lovely, yes.
1: Um, we get the past the $2 bit. Another one. Which again one. goes on... It,
3: it could have been. has a strong premise it starts out with an okay premise to it and then it just doesn't end um, I also do like the subway sets yeah and that I think that that's one of my favorite sets is that they do it so minimal Um and it looks kind of shitty, but, like, it's also kind of like, that's cool. It looks like this is something you would do on stage. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of bouncing around as the, like as the, the subway the is supposed the to be. And, like, the prison
2: sets that in that same sketch where it's yes. literally just, like, the bars. The bars.
3: And he's leaning up against them, and the bars, like, yeah, give thought, as he leans into them Yeah, they're pretty
1: funny. Well, and I... Again, if the timing had been different, when he's asking for his last meal, that's funny. He's like, I just want toast. And, uh... Some stewed prunes with cream. Oh, better leave off the cream. It's fattening. Yeah. Like, that could be funny, but it wasn't remotely funny because it's just...
3: It's actually a little sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like, oh, he's about to die. Okay. His
1: last meal and he's like, could I just have some dry toast?
3: Because, I mean, because the whole premise is he is on the subway with his lawyer. He bites off the end of his cigar, spits it on the ground. A police officer is like you're going to jail for expectorating on the ground. And he's like, oh, you'll either go to jail for 30 days or or you pay a fine of $2. And he's like, can I just give you the $2? And he's like, sure, I don't have $2. Lawyer, give him $2. And the lawyer's like, no, we're going to fight this. He gets found guilty. He goes to jail while the lawyer tries to appeal it. He's in jail for like half the time. And then uh, when they go to the appeal, they're like, no, when you spit on the ground, you gave people uh, a disease and two people died. That's a funny premise. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, they took
1: none of us Laughed.
3: I laughed when they were like, you're going to jail for
1: murder. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, and God, then...
3: That, yeah, it made me chuckle he gets,
2: a little bit. He sure.
3: gets a pardon at the last minute from the governor. And then he's back on the train and he spits on the ground again. And the whole... Like it ends as he's being dragged off because the lawyer won't give him two dollars. Um, uh, that all takes about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> Honestly,
1: it, I don't know if it did take that long, it but it. don't like, like it. Oh, my it God. felt like like really long seven
3: years. Like again, I think all of that could be done in a way that's yeah, very I funny. Agree. Like the actual idea of it all is hilarious. That like, yeah, it's this guy he spits on the ground, and every just because this this lawyer won't give him and. Give him two dollars. Like
1: insists on on escalating it out all out of proportion. Yeah, it's a good premise. It's
3: not funny. It just goes on and on and on. Um
1: Yeah. Hello listeners. This is Wendy. As it turns out, our bafflement at this movie resulted in a truly epic discussion. So we're gonna hit the pause button right here for the week. If you'd like to hear part two of our detailed description and deconstruction of Ziegfeld Follies, tune in next week. And as always, Jazz Hands!
0: We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education.
1: sounds clean so sure um sure sure oh, or, or we'll have to redo another goddamn
2: episode <laughs> um, hopefully this movie's good then
1: uh yeah hopefully right because <laughs> uh, yeah because watching movies none of us have seen hasn't given us the greatest uh track record